Hello everyone, this is Coach James. Welcome back to this episode of Grounded by Science. Let's go. Today's episode, we have Coach Rusty Kellum and Coach Zach Osbett from Bishop Snyder High School Baseball. Both local, both played collegiate baseball, both completely polar opposite coaches that bring such a unique balance to this staff. Can't wait for you guys to hear it and hope you guys have much as fun as I had recording it that you did listen to it. Um, so I, I played football and then I wrestled and then I played baseball. So, you know, I'm the same guy, but I'm in different, different bubbles uh, that crossed over. We lifted different ways. We lifted heavy in football. We lifted, you know, a lot of reps and a lot of endurance stuff and wrestling. And then baseball, we really didn't lift. But by then, during baseball season, my football coach is already getting married ready for next football season. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I lifted, but not as a baseball player. And I, But you played multiple sports. Yes. And I think that there was a translation to, to that. Yeah, there was for me. Right? I, I wasn't. I was a single-sport athlete, and we didn't lift in soccer at mm-hmm. all. It was... I mean, we hit the maybe one or two times, right? Yeah. Leg press, some leg extensions, um, but nothing. And that's the extent of it for baseball. When when I played, pitchers would go in and leg press. Okay. So that would, and we're getting on a bike, and you would go it, run. And something with easy. your legs, not nothing with the arm. Nothing with the arm. You're supposed to go run 20 miles. Yeah. As a pitcher, right? Yeah. I think the only weightlifting I ever did as a baseball player was Forearm curls. That's what we did. Forearm curls. Yeah. We just sat there and did forearm curls. Yeah. Because I was at, when I was at Sandalwood, of course, there was some. Animals in front of me when I graduated it was '92, so they won the state championship in '88. They had, uh, I think, five Division One signees when they won the state championship. And From Sandalwood, they were on board. And, yeah, at Sandalwood and, at the okay. time. And two of them were um, high round draft picks. One being a first rounder, then I think the other one was a third or fifth rounder, something like that. And all I saw as a ninth grader, because we were a seventh through twelve school. Oh, take so back. we're sitting there when I'm in eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. We're sitting there watching literally the state champions every single day during practice, and they look like just animals. And all they, all I remember is them walking around with these forearms that looked like my legs. And and I remember, <clears throat> I could remember two of them. One day I watched them in the weight room, and they all they were doing was forearms. Forearm curls, uh, every which way you can possibly think of. Reverse curls, forearm curls, behind the back, forearm curls. And so that's the only thing I ever did was forearm curl. That's how I got to college. So. <laughs> right? Grip yeah. strength was fantastic. Yeah, grip yeah. strength. It was, it was phenomenal. But that also means like perception of, of as a young ball player to the older ball players, right? You, you were like, this is the way to go. Yeah. This is the way to go. Yeah. And now... We have those young kids who want to look like bodybuilders, right? These big, massive guys, but they want to perform like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, 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 a football player. Or, you know, they, and, and it's hard to translate and, and communicate that aspect. There's a lot of things that bodybuilding has taught me that I've been able to implement into the weight room, but not carry on all, all year long. 
right? There's you go through phases. Maybe your first four to six weeks, you could use a a, a bodybuilding style um, yeah. routine, and then you you can translate and go into strength and. But, ha- not having, I didn't have anybody look up to you like that. The soccer, there was there was no 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 no. You don't. That's going to be bad for your for your knees or for. So I can imagine that maybe even that would be bad for your shoulders. Don't don't do. Yeah. Don't do that. That's it for that baseball, right? Don't don't. That's your shoulder, right? Yeah. And the way how why I look at soccer and baseball is so similar is because your shoulders are our hips, and it's it's literally the same structure all the way through, right? The elbows, the knee, and we. So there's so much work crossover. I can take something out of a soccer player's program and implement it into a certain part of the season for baseball and vice versa. What, being that now you've been in the weight room now since uh, for a few years, you've seen, I mean, just exponential growth out of those kids. What is the biggest thing that you've seen out of, out of them, not just physically, but do you think it's changed their obviously culture? Yeah, a little no, bit. No doubt. They've. Um, we went. Um, I guess we started back in December, and started that eight-week program where we put the baseballs down, and we were just in the weight room four days a week, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and lifting every heavy heavy object we could get our hands on. Um, and now these guys have gotten into baseball season now they feel stronger they were confident coming into the year yesterday i checked their weights and they've lost a couple pounds they went to deadlift yesterday and they've lost they can't get back to that one rep max that they were at got you yeah before practice so some of it for us as baseball guys because it can be a stationary sport and it can be a stationary right. even during practice and, and between reps yeah. um, that you don't know exactly how much you're exerting while you're out there. Um, I've told, I call it a peanut butter and jelly mentality. I, I've told them they got to keep a peanut butter and jelly mentality even during the season. They've got to be eating. We talked about journaling yesterday, trying to get them to figure out why they've um, had some decreases in strength, mm-hmm. which surprised them, and they were frustrated because you don't realize you guys have been practicing now. You know you're you're putting in three hour practices at the end of a day, and you're trying to do it on very little sleep because you're studying more. You know it's not Christmas break. You guys are are really in the grind of it, and we're still in the preseason. Right. You know when we when we try to picture that two months from now when we're pushing into the postseason, if these guys don't continue to lift and continue to gain and continue to eat and try to put on weight during the season, they're going to be a shell of what they are now. So that's, that's what they've started to realize yeah. is that they've got to keep doing this stuff even while baseball is going on. So as a coach and coaches, you're now saying we are lifting in season. We do. Yeah. Right. There's that, there is a, a need to lift in season. There's, I can't imagine not, just that from an injury prevention standpoint, you maintain your strength. You can maintain the right type of tension the body is needing. Um, and you stay protective. So I, but there's, and the reason why I want to have this conversation, because I still have baseball parents and coaches from the other side of the, the city. Oh, no, our kids don't lift. Even some, there's some local high schools here. That, no, we don't, we don't do that. We, we don't do that. 
Uh, we may do it a few in the off season, but nothing in season. Um, and then that's when I see the spike. So in the clinic, oh, yeah. in the clinic, I've seen four baseball play- four local baseball players, all four different schools that don't lift in season. They lift somewhat out of season, um, but now they're they're having arm issues or um, some inflammation is going on. I'm glad that you guys have taken that step because I can see the difference between a ninth grade Nick and then a 10th grade Nick, 11th grade. You can see just where that's going to go. And he's committed to your alma mater, JU, Jacksonville University. That brings up a good point because you said, you know, Rusty talked a little bit about just what we do um, strength wise, but. I, I made a comment I was as I was throwing to the guys yesterday on the field. Um, I've seen a I've seen a huge difference in, in, in what I see see balls carry, right? We're not hitting twenty home runs, okay, just because of the new bats and um, but what we're gonna do, we're gonna see a big increase in doubles, right? We see ball carrying this year where we didn't see it last year. And we've been on the you know, we've We've gotten these guys committed really the last two years to get into the weight room. And some of these juniors now, you're starting to see the ball carry out to the fence where before they were just, you know, singles guys. Right. And it's uh, it's been good to see, not only for them mentally, because you can see them in the weight room and they're pushing each other on their deadlifts and they all want to hit 400. Right. <laughs> Rusty they, came up with the, the magic formula to hit 90 off the, off the mound. Yeah. And one of it was... Um, Deadlift four. Right? No, it was a weight. Uh, oh, no, the weight in that one and a half you pull up? Yeah. Yeah. One of them was a 400-pound deadlift. Is that right? right? Yeah. yeah. And so they, they kind of had those numbers in their mind. And, and so you see them pushing each other in the weight room, and, and certainly it's the <clears throat> team aspect of a weight room. But then when you actually can get out on the field, these guys want to ha- take BP on the field now because they want right. to see that ball travel. Yeah. You know, where before they would be okay hitting in the cages because they just know well, I'm hitting singles anyways. Right. But now they're seeing balls get out, you know. We ended yesterday on a walk-off home run from our guy that ran out from basketball practice. <laughs> Antonio came up from basketball practice, took took five swings or six swings, something like that. His second round got in there, and his last swing hit one out of there, and he walked it off, and we picked up practice. And went home. So <laughs> that's that's a good That's a good way to end practice. It was an awesome way to end it. Put, hit it in the pond, you know, those guys guys were uh, jumping the fence trying to find out where the ball went so that didn't happen last year no but I but there's it's such a new program and that's the last conversation that I was having with Russ was it's so new but uh oh there's a lot of good coaching going on and other areas around us are starting to notice even though the athletic pool may not be as large it's what you guys are doing as coaches, I think that's translating more to them mentally as from a psychological state than, than anything else. Because how can you, you know, for, from a basketball standpoint, Antonio is leaving basketball. He just finished with Coach Russ. Yeah. Coming over to you. Mentality has to change. But he's getting good coaches. So the, 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 the coaches are balanced there. It's, it's fantastic to have. We've seen it, um, not Zach spoke to hitting, but we've seen it in our arms as well. Um, you know, I talked to our guys. I found that we, we rebound quicker 
after throwing. Some guys do bullpens. Um, a couple of days or three days ago, the day after, they were a little bit sore, but they stretched it out. They know a routine that we have where they come in with bands and a core velocity belt, uh, plyo balls, long toss. That they. they and they're they're in charge of their own arms. I'm I'm there to help facilitate it, but they're they're to the point that they know what to do, and and I'm walking around helping guys one at a time as they're on their own program. Yesterday, every one of those guys told me they felt better than they did before the bullpen. Just like so, they rebound quicker. Our arms are getting stronger. Um, our guys are getting faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think I told you we had a guy who was a seven eight yep. who ran it four months later, and he was a seven two seven. So. Speed, strength, arm strength, the ability to hit the ball, it's all contributing together. Uh, so what they're doing on the field, what they're doing in the weight room, how they're starting to eat, how they're, how they're starting yes. to understand how important diet yes. is yeah. to all this and what they're putting in, uh, it, it's, it's paying off across the board for our program. I know, and we touched base on this, <laughs> I'm a huge proponent on recovery, but strength training is can be part of your recovery. So if you're, if you are throwing and, and you're doing then your arm care and you're like, man, I feel, I feel better. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel better. It's because you were able to recover a little bit faster right. um, than, than the, the peer who was not, but you're creating, they're creating that separation amongst themselves and they're creating the separation amongst the other schools, mm-hmm. right? We play other schools, and five years ago, I think we would have issues with. Well, we had, we played on uh, what Monday night, Monday. and Nick threw three innings, and yeah, three or four innings. And uh, Tuesday morning, he has course first period. Don't tell anybody this. We keep this on the line. He may have he may have uh, gone to uh, course a little late because he was doing some heavy squats. So. He he went, went, yeah, he went to the weight room, wanted to get his lift in, uh, you know, as a pitcher. You know, you, it, it's very obvious nowadays when you look at, at um, you know, look at the major league guys and look at the college guys. I just I just got back from my alumni game last week in mm-hmm. the U. Yep. The college guys versus what we looked like when we were in college, it is night and day. So don't grown, tell me that, the you know, that weightlifting is not a big part of what baseball is all about nowadays. It's, it is amazing to see the size of these individuals. And I would, there would be no place for me on a college baseball field right now. You know, if, right, right. If I was trying to play now, because these guys are, it, it's become such a strong It's light game. years. Yeah, it light is. years ahead. Yeah. And I've, I've witnessed... I've witnessed um, six, 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 seven baseball players pull five hundred pounds right. easy. Yeah, that's if one. That's a long way to travel. Yeah, no doubt. But the they don't look like bodybuilders, but they're strong. Yeah, and that's the whole point. It's we've got strong legs. We've got good rotation. We've got good control. Um, what is your um, the biggest myth, like you're, if you're gonna talk to a parent that tells, that says, you know, Coach Russ, I, I, I don't want my kid to get hurt in the weight room, mm-hmm. and I hear that so much. Yeah. What do you tell them? Yeah, well, I, for one thing, I, I, that's a trust thing between um, them and the coach. Um, you know, they, they've got to trust. The last thing I'm gonna do is get a kid hurt. 
Yes. You know, I, I, we, we were talking before you started, but I've done this for 28 years. The first eight years, I was in it and I was chasing things for me and we're going to win titles and, you know, I'm driving kids right. as hard as I can drive them. I'm way past that now personally <laughs> where I'm not, I'm not going to get a kid hurt. So that's my mindset to begin with. Right. Um, it, 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 I'm constantly asking them, how are we doing? But on top of that, it's also about how you go about it, right? Like if, I'm, if, if a parent is worried um, about a, a shoulder injury, mm-hmm. um, there are baseball-specific things we can do. Like I talked to our guys uh, yesterday morning. We were in the weight room, and they're, they're deadlifting. Um, and they asked, we're going to use a straight bar or a hex bar? Well, we're going to use a hex bar. Let me explain to you why, right? So put your hands out, and you point your thumbs together, and you can feel what that does to your shoulders as opposed to when you put your hands on your side and you point them forward, you just feel your shoulders relax, right? So there are things like that that we do, and when you can explain that to a parent and show it and they can feel it themselves, right? They, they begin to get that level of trust. They understand, number one, that you're going to take care of their kid because a hurt kid doesn't benefit any of us. I can't put a hurt kid on the field, so that's the last thing I need. Correct. I've got to take care of this kid. Yes, yeah. And then beyond that, you know, little, little things like that. So we're going to think about the positioning of our our arms, even when we bench, um, you know, yep. we're, we're looking, we'd love to have a safety bar. When we squat, we safety bar. You know, anything we can do yes. to change the angle of that shoulder, we do it, but we're going to lift weight. Yes. We're going to yeah, lift yeah. weight. For sure. Um, I always end with um, five questions on personal questions. So it's favorite baseball team, favorite foods, you know, things that drive you, what can't you stand? Uh, <laughs> what's uh, baseball, right? <laughs> I'm, yeah. we'll, we'll stick with the, we'll, we'll stick with baseball <laughs> or sport. Um, so I'll start with Zach. What's your favorite baseball team? Oh man, um, well, I'm gonna be. You're gonna be shocked, but I don't really have a baseball team. I literally, I don't watch a pitch of baseball, other than coaching than what you do than what I do I mean I know and I'm really strange bird on this not that I don't enjoy watching baseball but I spend a lot of time you know with the boys I spend a lot of time coaching other kids yeah and so when I step away from the game um, you know certainly I try uh, perspective I don't watch a whole lot of television you know and when I do it's probably some kind of uh, binge watching anyways it's not going to be something substantial like baseball games so all right unfortunately that's not a very good question for me all right I grew up a grew up a Braves fan like many of us did just because that's one of the only stations we had on TV but um, so I would probably tell you that the Braves are still kind of uh, probably one of my best teams but then uh, I'll pick up a game you know if, if uh, Daniel Murphy's on television whichever team he happens to be playing on that year or or, you know, Billy Butler back in the day. I used to get the package just because I wanted to watch Billy and the Royals. So that that's kind of where, where I stand as far as that goes. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? Oh. It's a really good question. Um, ah, can you come back to me on I'll that? I'll come back to you. All right. Co- Coach, who's your favorite baseball team? Well, I, if you're going to ask me what I dislike most about baseball, it's that he doesn't have a favorite baseball team that watch baseball That's, games. Right. I, I'm who he's referring to. Annoying. I'm who he's referring to being annoying. <laughs> I, not only am I an Atlanta Braves fan, I watch every game. 
watch every pitch of every game that we have the baseball package my family watches it we're we we it's, are it's you're brave to absolutely i can watch every pitch of every game and never uh, never understand why anybody would be bored watching this it just doesn't make it's so intriguing to me to this watch so every little nuance of the game and, so. this is, and this is exactly why i do this this is, yeah. so, this is hilarious <laughs> Oh, favorite. I just ask him. Who won last night? Who won? <laughs> Who's your favorite athlete of all time? You know, when you ask when you ask Zach that question, the first name that popped in my head was Tim Tebow. Um, okay. And it, and it really and I think that probably speaks more um, that that I think af, af, being an athlete transcends sports. Um, to 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 be an athlete, you gotta you gotta be the total package. You gotta be. It, it, it's so much more than just what you do on the field. Right. Um, and and you've got to own what you do on the field and work to such a point that you can be the type of leader and the type of influencer that Tim Tebow is. And and so mm-hmm. athletics becomes a tool for things that are, are much more important. So yeah, that, I, that's who jumps out in my head. Which I would agree because I think that he is an underrated individual to look at as a total athlete. My favorite athlete of all time is Bo Jackson. Unbelievable. Mm, yeah. Good one. Bo Jackson, and coming from a soccer player, he was, I mean, I, I idolized him. I was in the Bo Jackson, yeah. side note, I was in the Bo Jackson fan club. <laughs> Bo knows. Bo knows, <laughs> buddy, I got it all. So, um, what's your favorite food? No, that, that's a little the bit sh- tough. Cannot I mean, say the chic. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say, well, it's, I mean, it's going to be in that category. I'll, I'll just go with the steak. Steak. We'll just go with I, a steak. Sizzling steak. <laughs> yes. Zach? Favorite food? <laughs> I'm a big steak fan. I certainly certainly love steak, but I'm a sushi. Sushi? Yeah. I like sushi. Sushi. That's just because I know Rusty hates. I sushi. do not like sushi. One bit. I've got no he use for that. Like anything can't fish. pronounce. The balance. <laughs> the balance here is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, favorite athlete of all times at. I know this is hard, because there's a lot well, of them. Uh, all right, so look, just give you a little background of the story. I grew up, uh, my father grew, uh, was uh, from Michigan, all right? So uh, I grew up in Virginia, and every, every Christmas we'd go up to, to Michigan to see my grandparents. So my dad's family, uh, two of his, uh, one brother went to Michigan, one sister went to Michigan, and one brother went to Michigan State so every Christmas I got something whether it was Michigan State or Michigan football so of course the easy answer for me is going to say Tom Brady because you know obviously he's when we talk about polar I mean you want to talk about polarity we're talking about being being a polar athlete you know because some people love him and some people hate him so I certainly from a professional side of things his ability to quite honestly just just Take over games and everybody else right. running to hide. You know, we got a kid here uh, playing basketball for us right now who Rusty and I talk about all the time. And I talked with him yesterday. Is his last name Powell? Giassi Powell, man. Good God, you, man. This kid has gone this year, has taken huge leaps and bounds. And, and he's a kid that wants the ball at the end of the game. When everybody else is afraid to shoot, he's the one that's trying to get the ball, you know. And I see that in Tom Brady, and I've seen what he's been able to do. is just quite remarkable. You know, say what you will about all the different scandals and, and whatnot, yeah, yeah. but you can't take away the His body work ethic is, the, the is body there, work. right? So that's, that's something that I admire, and you see that, quite honestly, everybody knows what's going to happen at the end of the game when he's got two minutes left in the ball, you know? 
the last thing like that I heard was you know during the Super Bowl was like just thank God the Patriots aren't here because it's like every year the Patriots are, yeah. are there right yeah. it seems that's what it seems like that's right but Tom 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 is a phenomenal athlete um, gentlemen I know that you guys have things that you want to do other than talk to me so I appreciate yeah, I much rather sit here and talk to you <laughs> to be honest, um, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Well, we appreciate you, James, and uh, certainly we haven't been able to do what we, we, we do here at Bishop Snyder High School without ground force and, um, you know, you bring what you've been able to bring to our uh, athletic programs. I mean, I think we talked a long time ago, you know, about putting in a, a year-long strength yep. and training program. Yep. And uh, I think it's, it's created uh, a huge advantage for us. You know, it's changed cultures on yeah. many of our athletic teams. So. I know that's the case with us in baseball, and so I, I uh, we certainly appreciate everything that you guys do. Well, we 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 really really appreciate you guys having us here. Um, I mean, it's it is a family based environment here, so I feel just as part of the Snyder family as as any of the next coach. So I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, friends, for joining us in today's podcast. It was uh, extremely. Uh, a pleasure to work with those two and speaking to them. Thank you for them taking time out of their day. Well, that is it. We'll talk to you later. Song of the day, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin.